Man-boy fantasy skips over the time Nick Cage beat up Vince Neil. I'm Justin. Good for you guys. I'm Sam. I was looking for a good time. How could I resist? Was looking for a good time. And this wasn't it. <laughs> this is Jackie. And this is The Dirt on Stinker Madness. Hello and welcome to Sticker Madness, a podcast about bad movies by bad movie lovers for bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin, with me are always Sam and Jackie. This week on the podcast from recently, I don't know, 2019 or some shit, uh, currently streaming on Netflix, it's the uh, it's our first biography, which is a weird thing for a bad movie podcast to cover, uh, but it is The Dirt, starring nobody we care about, I think. We'll uh, get to that. There's yeah, okay. moderately interesting things here. Moderately interesting yeah. things. Uh, Nikki Sticks is the same guy who played the lead in... Yeah, uh, Ramsey Bolton. You know, no, that's not Nikki. Oh. I was making Mars. Just wait for it. God okay, damn it. Okay, all right, all right. Okay, uh, oh, God, uh, God, shut yeah, up. Uh, about, the, about the Motley of Cruz. Cruz of Motley. Uh, Sam, go ahead and uh, get to it. Okay, so this is based on a book by Neil Strauss, who also wrote the game about pickup artists and everyone loves you when you're dead. He did the, the Gemma Jane. Jim- is is the game the one that became? Didn't that become the Basketball Diaries? With no, uh, the okay. game is about pickup artists. Oh, like oh, oh, players. Like, yes. Oh, oh, the different game, different. Yeah, game. and All then right. he did a. Uh, bio on Jenna Jameson, and he's New York Times guy. Pretty much all of his shit's a bestseller. This was a bestseller. Um, they, he wrote it as a reporter would. He just they t- took their stories and made it into a book about Motley Crue and okay. as truth as they can tell it. Um, sure. What they can remember. What they can remember. This languished in development hell for ten years. Paramount had the rights. Okay. And then Netflix bought the rights up after that 10-year period expired or whatever happened there, at which point everything aligns in the stars for this movie because you have Rich Wilkes, who wrote Airheads and the Stone Age in the Triple X movies, mm. writes it. Okay. Right. Uh, the director, Jeff Tremaine, you may know because he's one of the co-creators of Jackass. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Okay. So this and then Netflix is as laissez-faire a production squad as there is, mm-hmm. and they just gave them twenty-three million dollars to make it. Like, what could go. go better than <laughs> this? This is like the dream team of this thing because Paramount wasn't going to put that many tits in a movie. They no. just weren't going to do it. Or dollars, probably. No, for they would. This movie, twenty million Paramount after two thousand five. Say this was written in two thousand eight. So. At 2005 is the point when Paramount's not going to make a movie for less than $20 million. It doesn't, they can't, they can't make a movie for $25 million and then spend $25 million in marketing on it. They just can't justify that. Yeah, so which $20 million is their floor. They wouldn't have made this. They wouldn't have made this at they all. They would have been like, no, we're not spending that money on it. Why this. did they even buy the rights? Right. I don't get it, but whatever. Um, maybe, it's, maybe it's a CBS thing with the, the library. Maybe the music is now part of their library or some shit. I don't know. No. Okay. In the movie. He buys back the rights right. for more money. We're going to get to that at the end because it's one of my main questions. He needed more H, and so he sold them after the movie ends because there's a lot of things that are missing from this movie. Okay. Good, because I don't like Molly Crusoe. You'll have to do the history and the shit they missed because I just don't, I don't care. In fact, I feel like I like them better 
now that I've seen this? Because I always thought they were a bunch of fucking idiots, and their music was like L.A. band crap. And it leads, the movie leads with, wow, the 80s were the shittiest decade on Earth, and we're a bunch of fucking idiots. And I was like, oh, God, they're going all of my criticisms. <laughs> oh, so all it's, not that it. they're di- it's not that you gained any new knowledge about them other than that they're self-aware. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, wow, I like you better now. You're completely self-aware. You are just a bunch of walking hard-ons. And, yeah. And an old man, kind of, because Mick's only eight years older than Nikki Six, which I guess at the time was probably seemed like a lot. But now, yeah. whatever, right? They're, whatever. That's, they're all, all in their 60s. So, And he's 71. And I believe mm. Mick's officially retired now. Like he, His health is to the point that he just can't do it anymore. Sure. Because they say, oh, they made their farewell tour. In 2015, no, they got back together again yes, in 2018 and 2020, and they did the cruise thing. Did you hear about that shit? Uh, I don't think no. I, I might okay. have. I might have. What's there was a Motley Cruise. <laughs> yes. It was called the Motley Cruise. and oh um, So not clever. Poison, I think. I might be fucking this up. I think it was Poison and Slaughter. Okay. So you go on this cruise and listen to that shit for a uh-huh. week. Does that oh my sound god! Awesome. There are probably uh, so many barf awesome piles. What are, there are okay, probably right. so many barf piles and like half naked ladies all over that boat. I know what Jackie would say to this question. Actually, I don't because I think she likes butt rock quite a bit. But uh, so I'll pose it to you. There was a the Disney cruises. They have one that is a family only, no booze, no parties, no nothing, and it's like Disney on ice. But on a ship, there's the characters and the man, you know, they're the people in the suits and the, hey, it's me, Goofy, uh, while you're trying to have dinner. Um, which would you rather do, the uh, Disney Cruise or the Motley Cruise? Sam? The, the Motley Cruise. Okay. Motley Jackie. Cruise. All right. <laughs> so it's not the worst cruise that there could be, but no. it's pretty bad. It's not, yeah, as, I, it's not as cool as the Bruise Cruise, though, with the WWE <laughs> one. That one's right. well, that was WCW. Maybe they don't do it anymore. That's too bad. Uh, I would have gone on that. God, John Cena just chucked gold dust off the boat. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. I, okay, that would be great. I'm just going to say I would rather spend a week at sea with a bunch of a-hole over testosterone men who are bald and fat. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, I'm still fucking hip. Yeah. Right. Uh, with their fucking tribal tattoos and they're white as fuck and you know anyway I-, I would rather do that than spend a week at sea with a bunch of crying screaming pee mm-hmm. pants kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a, a percentage on the boat of pedophiles that has to be no less than 10 percent sure. i'm sure. upwards upwards of 25 but at the same time you could probably say that about both cruises so that's that's moot no, well, there's not going to be you, any If you think these guys group. didn't have sex with underage t- t- girls, go fuck yourselves. They did. Okay. Sure. I think it was a lot of a lot of the states it was legal, though. Well, if you're a rock star, it was always legal. The 80s was when they started upping some of those age of consents. Yeah. Still questionable. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, moving forward. That's that. So I'm going to talk about the actors for a little bit because Jackie was trying to jump the gun on that. And we're going to save Ewan Rian for the last one. God damn it. Don't talk about Mick Mars yet. Okay. Okay. Douglas Booth, the guy who plays Nikki Six. I may remember him from Jupiter Ascending, but I don't. Who the fuck is he, Jackie? You know who this guy is? Who is this guy? I do. He was in the uh, vampire movie with Alicia Keys. 
or no, not Alicia Keys. Alicia um, Keys. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> it, it, we did it on the podcast. He's, um, that's not him, is it? Yes, it is. Alicia, you don't think that's him? Uh, Valley oh, the or Alicia. of the Damned. That yeah. one, Valley of the Damned, v- uh, Queen of the Damned. Queen of the Damned, yes. I don't There's think no, that's I don't him. Think that's I him. didn't see that's that. That's him. I think he's that too young. That was like young. 20 years ago. No, I don't think. I I am almost certain that you are wrong. I'm pretty no, sure. That's that him. None of he's, us remember him from Jupiter Ascending. He's uh, he's the rock and roll vampire that's calling everybody out. Come out, come out, wherever you are. He's Lestat. God, that no. movie sucks. Yeah, Maybe no. his name was not Lestat. I think he's in the Vampire Diaries or some shit like that. No, he he's from Queen of the Damned. He's not. And wasn't he also God. married to Sharice uh, Theron? Charlize Theron. This I'm guy is way too young no. for all of those things, I'm Jackie. I'm going to say no. I'm it's not the same. Charlize Theron's hearing about this for the first time. Charlize Theron. She's, a, She's a actually calling me on the phone right now and saying, no, I didn't marry an eight-year-old you old <laughs> dicks. I did go on a Disney cruise, though, so uh, things got weird. Okay, so Daniel Weber plays Vince okay. Neal. He's from Australia. I have never seen him in anything before. Have you seen him in anything before, Jackie? Uh, Wait, he was who, in Fast Times at Midgemont High. Sam. He wasn't, no. It's not. Yeah, he was. No, he was. He was That's... the vampire in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Le, uh, He's not Sean Penn. Le, he looks kind of. He does kind of look like Sean Penn. Yeah, was good. Are you talking call. about Daniel Webb? Weber. Weber, yes. Yeah, I I don't know who that is. Nobody knows who he is. He's from Australia. He and he Douglas actually Booth was, is from uh, England. Uh, uh, Daniel Weber was Sam and I's friend in college, uh, named Shelby. <laughs> Shout yeah, out to, to Shelby, we knew this guy. We knew this guy. We still know this guy. I see him every once in a while. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So you got Douglas Booth from England, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Weber's from Australia. Australia. Okay. The guy who plays Tommy Lee is mm-hmm. one Colson Baker. Okay. That is his acting name because mm-hmm. his music name is Machine Gun Kelly. MGK. I did not know who that was. You didn't. You didn't uh, know who MGK was until I the know day? who MGK okay. was. I haven't listened to his okay. music after watching him in this. I'm gonna fucking check his shit out. I would not. <laughs> Okay, I might not like it, but this guy's got fucking, he's got energy. Yeah, oh yeah, oh that's something you could say about Machine Gun Kelly for sure. I don't think that it's for you. Um, Probably not, but Who did Machine Gun Kelly play? Tommy Uh, Lee. Tommy Lee. And then, saving the last, last but not least, uh, Ewan Rion, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, because he's Welsh, and that's a really difficult thing for me. Welsh names, I don't know how they're, how it works. He's also a musician. Um, we will know him as the most evilest man ever, Ramsey right. Bolton. Sure. Good choice on that one for Mick Mars. He, yeah, I, like, so I'm not going to sing a lot of praises about this movie. I thought the cast was good. I, I thought the casting was great. They, yeah. Everybody did a good job. Um, he's also a musician. They apparently had to learn an, a handful of Motley Crue songs and be able to play them. Sure. So that was yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, what's his nuts? Uh, won an Oscar by sticking in some fake teeth and lip syncing to Queen songs. So maybe these guys should get a little cred. Too many titties. Yeah, too many titties. Which I'm fine with. Yeah, totally fine uh, with it. The other praise yeah, I was seeing some... about this movie. <laughs> yeah, there were some nice tits in this movie. I was like, I, damn, my boobs never of, looked uh, that good. 
Outside of Andy Sedaris, this might be the most uh, titty-full movie we've ever done. No, this this has got more tits than a Sedaris movie. Okay. This right. is as titty-full, unless we start doing those tail-end Sedaris They didn't have that many tits in them. Like, this Life Force is a lady walking around topless for 25 minutes, and it mm-hmm. has less tits in it than this. True. This has got to be the most gratuitous nudity that we've ever done, because you have a lot of man-asses and naked men, too. True. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. more nudity than any movie we've ever done. I, okay, I'll agree to it. Uh, I liked uh, it. <laughs> I liked yeah, all I the too. nudity. I was like, ooh, buns. I and my care, I mean, my one thought that. was they did some close-up on some man buns, and I was like, I wonder if they waxed their asses for this or if they just kind of shaved off their butt hair. Because let's be realistic. All men have some a little bit of butt hair, right? Or they're just all too young to be in any Anne Rice movies from the early 2000s. Yeah, what's, what's the point, Jeff? <laughs> okay. If you think that Molly Cruz shaved and waxed their butts, I'll say, nope, they probably didn't. Yeah, but the actors in this movie did. They all had smooth butts. Yeah. Right. I, okay. I, my, right. I have no energy to speculate on that yeah. topic. Uh, do they? Fans, do you think that they have... on Blu-ray and uh, do a hair count for us. Get it in 4K and give Jackie a hair count. Get in there do with you... a magnifying glass and really investigate the butt hair of this movie. That's what we need to know. I also realized that there were no butt zits in this movie, like ingrown oh, yeah. hair, yeah. butt zits. Give us an ingrown hair count, too. Uh, yeah, so I'm kind of thinking that these guys had butt facials before they, they went on stage, <laughs> you know, where they well, do the, the nice little chemical pill on your butt and make it look like, you know, they kind of firm it up a little bit, and then they mm-hmm. get all the ingrown hairs and the blackheads off your ass. I So, I mean, in terms of the makeup... Machine Gun Kelly is head-to-toe tattoos. Right. So he had to have a full body makeup done mm-hmm, every day to cover his tattoos. And then later, as the movie progresses and more and more tattoos get on Tommy Lee, a layer of fake tattoos on top of the cover of tattoos. So there's True. some heavy makeup work being done on that man, at least. After this book was out, um, this is something I did not know. In 2008, they were going to do an album called Dirt, um, but they got back together and did another original album, new music, called it Saints of L.A., and the single Saints of L.A. was apparently nominated for Best Rock Performance and lost out only to uh, the Mars Volta. Really? Really? I didn't bother to listen listen to to it. it, um, (laughs) Because... That is where really the interesting things about this end. And I'm going to finish with a tale of my personal uh, personal tale of Motley Crue and me. Okay. I had done a roofing job. I had stripped a roof and I'd got enough money from that when I was 12, 11 years old mm-hmm. that I could sign up to BMG. BMG. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's something to... the uh, the youngins are not going to know anything no. about, Sam. I don't even know if you could look this up on the internet. They used to have a mailer, and you mm-hmm. could get 10 or 11 free sweet tapes, because yep. it was cassette tapes. For a penny, I believe. For one penny, but then you had to buy at least 12 more over the next two years, and I had enough money <clears> for that. <throat> I could just blow it all in one load, so I instead mailed back... The mailer saying, send me the full catalog. I'm going to blow my load mm-hmm. on BMG. And I ran out of stuff that I actually <laughs> wanted. And one of the ones that I was waffling between like a Fleetwood Mac, I ended up uh, having to give away like 
five of these tapes. It was right. a really stupid thing to do. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. When you're 11, it's not like you've got like deep pockets on your tunes. You're not exactly getting. Oh, I, I've got a. I'm gonna go into the back catalog of Rufus Wainwright. You don't have that ability. You know, like five bands when you're 11, and you only have access to BMG's catalog. Right. <laughs> And so uh, it was like Cypress Hill, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and uh, Pearl Jam 10, I think, were the highlights of what you could get on that at sure, that time. Right, right. Uh, oh, there was a there was a, a Fear of a Black Planet. I uh, mm -hmm. got that mm -hmm. one. But I ended up with Decade of Decadence. Okay. And I All listened right. to it once, and I That's still have this hits. tape. I still have this tape in okay. a shoebox because it puzzles me. I all of those tapes were worn out, disappeared. God knows those are tapes. The only cassette tape I have, I have, and I may not have the Faith No More. I think that one left with the Bronco. That was the Faith No More. The real thing was in there. I got that from the BMG deal. But I got Decade of Decadence, and I've kept it all these years because I listened to it once, and I was confused. I was like, "This is their best stuff." <laughs> like Smoking in the Boys Room was like the third track, and I was like, "This oh is their God. best stuff." Smoking I listened in the to Boys a, Room is awful. It's awful. Uh, I listened to that once, and I'm like, well, I don't like these guys. Uh -huh. My Everybody favorite did. song for Martin Lee Crew is definitely Girls, Girls, Girls. And that song <clears throat> sucks. And it's not a good song, but it's it's the one that I like the best out of their catalog. That's so. And the first time that I watched so this movie, forward. it was the only one that I recognized. Really? Yeah. And then yeah. I started looking into it, and I'm like, God, did were these songs even popular? And I'm like, yeah, okay. I probably did hear them, but didn't like them at the time. Okay. Because I was happens. a kid in the 80s, right? Yes. Yeah. Livewire happens at the beginning of this. And I'm like, that's Molly Crew. I actually kind of like that song, which means it may have been on side two of Decade mm -hmm. of Decadence. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even bother with side two. Yeah. The thing is, is that like a lot of... What people don't realize about the butt rock is that it was popular, but it wasn't pop music. So none of these the rats, the uh, uh, obviously the crew, give me somebody else. Uh, White Snake. Slaughter. Uh, poison. Slaughter. Poison. Po well, now poison had some hits because, because the thing is, is that the, the billboard didn't like butt rock. Uh, so it wasn't until Girls, 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 which was never a number one. Uh, and. Um, uh, home sweet Warrant. home. That these guys actually became chart toppers. Warrant never had a chart, but she's my cherry pie. Was uh, where these guys came from was a popularity on, on Sunset Boulevard, building a reputation under somewhat underground, but even though it was very overground. Uh, and MTV. As far as radio play, these bands did not. We were all listening to Whitney Goddamn Houston. We've all forgot about that time. We weren't listening to the butt rock on the radio. If you couldn't get their tapes, you couldn't listen to them. That's right. I believe that in the 80s, from what I can remember, it was a lot of Huey Lewis in the news, sure. uh, Billy Joel. All, all hits. All hit makers. All police. billboard. Yeah. All the police billboard were big. princesses. Yeah. But Rock was not a billboard princess until about 89, right before a guy named Kurt Cobain shot it in the fucking face. Just, just smashed it with a fucking giant sledgehammer. Like, this yeah. thing... It's probably better language to use rather than shooting somebody in the face talking about Kurt Cobain, but uh, let's, uh, you know, too soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, they I do like give the a shout-out to him in this movie because they do have a big Pearl Jam on the, yeah, on the side yeah. of one building acknowledging that point. If acknowledging guys... the flash in the pan that this shit was because, like, Rat... Def Leppard 
is lumped mm-hmm. in here with these guys, and they sold some yeah. fucking albums. Def Leppard yeah. sold some fucking albums, and they got yeah. on the radio. And, but, bon, and Bon Jovi as well. But that's the thing, is that the police were were the airplay after the 70s rock that was the glory days of rock, mm-hmm. and this shit was like in the sun from 88 to 91, Dr. Feelgood, Appetite for Destruction, and then Grunge happens, and it's all over. Yeah, it's gone. Uh, and if you uh, to circle this around, if you want to hear one of the worst albums that's ever, ever been made, listen to Motley Crue's uh, uh, Generation Swine. Yes. It is so bad. I mean, Smoking in the Boys Room is like, I'll go to on a desert island and that's the only record I will take. Then listen to Generation Swine for five fucking minutes. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Jackie's got a briefcase full of cassette tape. She has gone to the closet and got her tapes out. <laughs> okay, so this this tape thing that I've got here in my hands, ladies and gentlemen. If Generation um, Swine is in there, we're throwing is, that out. That was from the CD. My uncle Clint, who grew up, his time was in the 80s. Let's see, I've got his driver's license here. Let's see what year he was born. Okay. Uh, let's see, he was born in 1972. So he would have been about 10 years old. Yeah. That's a good time. Uh, at this at this point, when right? When this to was be happening, cool. he was a teenager and he was like right in it. Yeah. He's this got a... Divinals. Oh, okay. Not not has nothing to do with No. Nope. Uh, That's post this. Motley Crew. Yeah. Kentucky Headhunter. Okay. okay. Definitely not the Wait, I the I think these are my tapes, Jackie. <laughs> Guns and Roses. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Which one? Uh, let's see. Just Appetite for us. Destruction. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mentioned uh, already. Still listen to that album almost weekly. He's got the Big Chill, the original motion picture soundtrack. Uh, there's some okay stuff on there. It's all oldies. Uh, Leonard Skinner. Okay. This briefcase is full of shit. Yeah. He's got another soundtrack from the Big Chill. <laughs> what the shit? Like, like are you Motley the... Crew, gentlemen? Right there. Oh yeah. Which one is that? Doctor uh, Feel Good. That's Doctor yeah. Feel Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ACDC Back in Black. Everybody had that. And Sammy Hagar, Three Lockbox. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. You should put that, you should find a tape machine so you can listen to that and see how bad it is. I'm sure not good. Uh, okay, let's move on from uh, uh, our human interest piece about uh, Jackie's uncle. Um, anything else you got, Sam? No, not really. Okay, all right. Oh, I, uh, yeah. Hmm. The odd coincidence that... Machine Gun Kelly plays Tommy Lee. Mm-hmm. Machine Gun Kelly is the only American actor or person born on American soil that plays one of the four of them. Okay. Whereas all three of the others were born on American soil, whereas Tommy Lee was born in Athens, Greece. Okay. Right. Coincidence, so, yeah, I guess. Floppy. A little flippy floppy. Okay. Uh, so it starts out, as Sam said, with telling us that the 80s sucked because of big hair, uh, keyboards, a flock of seagulls, which was both of those things, uh, and uh, just say no to drugs, which I'll give him the last one. Fuck off, Nancy Reagan forever. Well, uh, the problem with the 80s was cocaine. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I No mean, one said no to it. Nobody Her said no. campaign was crap, and it didn't work. Dare yeah, to say no. Work. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then immediately they're like... So we decided to make it ours. We were counterculture rebels. And then it shows 
1981 is when they're like, fuck the 80s. I'm like, dude, you don't even, you haven't even heard of Flock of Seagulls yet, you jackasses. <laughs> yeah. The malls, the malls are coming. You're going to like them. <laughs> yep. Got Air Supply is going to sell a lot of albums. <laughs> oh, man, the Air Supply. Wait till they get on riding along the beach and bicycles together. <laughs> I love Air Supply. I do, too. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the thing. When this was, you had to buy their tapes. When this was happening, like, Air Supply uh-huh. and, uh, um, Private Oz. Watching you. Well, Hall & Oates, yeah. How do I yeah. have a brain fart on that? Hall & Oates were... Here's a fun fact I learned about Hall and Oates. They're not Hall and Oates. They are have never been Hall and Oates. Really? Ever. They are Daryl Hall and John Oates. Every single one of their albums, that is the band. Not Hall and Oates. Some jackass for New York Times fucking coin just said, started calling them Hall and Oates. And then all of us started doing it too. And if you what? bring it up to Daryl Hall today, he gets fucking pissed about it because he's like, no. John Oates is a hell of a fucking musician, and you say both of his names. Yeah, it's a guy that was saving words because they had so many goddamn hits, he had to save some words if you wanted to talk about them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Just a little fun fact there. Uh, yeah, so, oh, the 80s suck. Uh, we're all fucking county code. But you're not counterculture. You are the culture you bottle. God, I fucking hate these guys. And then they claim, claim that they're a gang of fucking idiots which they are uh, they are right sam you are self-aware <coughs> and then we jump back into the past uh the narrative shifts here and there with uh we start out with nikki giving us his narrative um and he's got a trollop mom she sucks she's bringing in new dudes every freaking tuesday she's the fine. typical 80s divorcee which was yeah. still not cool in the 80s now, she this is, is an 70s, alcoholic honey. this is in the 70s honey Oh, okay. So in the actually, 70s, would have been late still, 60s, but whatever. Yeah, it's still not cool, no matter what. If it's before the 2000s, if this really happened and he cut himself to get orphaned, mm-hmm. then she was worse than what we saw. Yes, yeah, uh, agreed, completely agreed. But we'll get to we'll get to that, Sam. Um, so he cuts himself. Get mom gets arrested, and he's like, "No, I'm never going to see you again. I want nothing to do with you. I'd rather live in an orphanage than be around you." Um. He also kind of sucks, though. Uh, but, but, he got, but but wait, you're you're saying that he mm-hmm. chose the orphanage. He did not. Well, that was she says options. you can do whatever you want uh-huh. as long as you tell the truth and get me out of prison. And he was like, "Okay, I'll do that." But you don't get to question me anymore, and you stay uh, the fuck out of my I life. I did not get that. I did not. I get couldn't that tell what happened, but either way, he's whether he went through mm-hmm. protective services or whether. He told his mom to fuck off, and she did right there. He mm-hmm. used, he cut himself, brought the police in to orphan himself. One way or the other, he was orphaned. Correct. Right. And I've watched this movie like four times now. So, Why? what are you? Why you were you like, oh, I didn't have a good time. You've seen this four times, and you made fun of it for not having a good You fucking love <laughs> this was movie. You watched it four times. Fuck you guys. That was a red herring. Okay. I'll take it. Whatever. Yeah, I've watched this movie four times. So, yes, he uses this situation in order to get his mom to fuck off and leave him alone and for her boyfriends to stop fucking abusing him. Like, he will get her out of this situation, but she just needs to let him do whatever the fuck he's going to do. Huh. Not the impression I got, but I've only seen this movie once and I will not be watching it again. So there you go. Um, Anyways, he grows up living on the streets. He's got no money. He's got no job. He's got no friends. And there you are. 
Um, and uh, so he calls, he tries to call his dad, and his dad's like, you never go around here again. I went out for smokes and I never came back. And you should have figured that out because I imagine that's the type of person you are. Uh, so he's like, fuck you, guy whose name I share. I'm going to change it to Nikki Six. And it's not, like, that's the most, I think, interesting thing that happens in this movie. Because <coughs> we got to admit, the thing about Molly Crew, uh, these guys do have cool stage names. I think they're cool. Nikki Six is a cool name. Mick Mars is a cool name. Uh, Vince Neil is kind of like a guy that you might have as a neighbor name, but uh, never trust a man with two first names. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, and Smoking then, jacket and a martini and a cigar with yeah. Vince Neil. Tommy That's Lee's got two names too. So, yeah, two first names. Yeah, yeah. He's a drug dealer. Yeah, right. Uh, so, where did you come up with Nikki Six? It's a great name. It's a great yeah. rock name, dude. Then nothing, nothing. No time is spent on that at all. So now we switch to Tommy. Um, he's going out with his girlfriend. He's got a fairly stable, uh, uh, growing up, uh, very suburban Californian lifestyle that he lives. He oh, seems yeah, like he has a super nurturing environment because yeah. he's like, I was in a marching band, but now I want to be a glam rocker. And you're like, well, good for you, son. Hmm. Just get something to eat before you, before you leave. You're looking a little yeah. too skinny. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he bars his sister's pants. So it was he like, stole them. She never yeah. got those back. No, she never got um, them back. Yeah, so he's got, I mean, out of all of them, it kind of seems like he has the most relatable story for me as far as that home environment, right? Like, mm-hmm. loving parents, you sit down for dinner kind of crap. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So uh, he goes to see Nikki's band, uh, London, I guess. I don't know why they were called London, but, you know. Because oh, LA do. band sucks, that's LA why. LA band sucks, and because these guys are all a bunch of fucking posers, that's why. Um, and I'll get to that later. I've, I've got some things to say about the, the Motley crew. Um, anyways, they meet up, they like each other, uh, and they're like, you got drumsticks, you, you can be in my band. Which is pretty much, I mean, that's authentic. I mean, people like to think that, oh, oh, we, I used to tour for these. Well, a lot of bands are made with, like, you play. Yeah. Are you any good? Do, it, that doesn't even come up. You, you play. Okay, you'll do right now. Let's. I need a drummer. We well, got a drummer scene... off Craigslist one time. Yeah. His name was Jeff. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, God, we got to go on Craigslist to get a drummer. Jeff mm-hmm. shows up, has his own drums. He mm-hmm. can play. Mm-hmm. That was our drummer the whole time. That's I'm on bass. Sasha's yeah. on guitar. Jeff is on drums. Mm-hmm. You know what we could never find? A singer who wasn't a fucking asshole. No, that's because they don't exist. They don't exist. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And, you know, in this scene, he's there with uh, Tommy Lee is there with his girlfriend at the Mm -hmm. diner. They have they have said that London had a big fight on the stage and that was the Uh most exciting part of their show. Right. And then he decides to ditch his girlfriend and have pancakes with Nikki Sticks. Nikki Sticks. Sticks. Mm -hmm. She's watched this so many times. She's an authority. On Motley Crew, she knows their names. Where did you have to go? You should tell like how many places you scraped up people for your band. Because I gave oh, up after oh Jeff was like oh the God. shining gem, and then after like four fucking singers, I was like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, they, we could make a documentary on Coalhaven as well, because uh, you know, <laughs> I know it'd be pretty boring. It's just a revolving door of <clears throat> you suck. Get out of here. Oh shit! Now we don't have a guitarist. Get him back! Get him back! Why do we? Where are we gonna get a guitarist? Hey, we're sorry. <laughs> oh god, this guy does suck. <laughs> we don't even. We're too poor. People like 
when you're 19 and trying to start a band, it's like, yeah, I want to be in a band. Well, what do you play? I don't. Okay, well, that's not a problem. You can play bass and we'll walk you through it. Do you have a bass? No. Do you have any money? No. I guess we're buying you a bass. <laughs> yeah. And then that's you were on the wrong end of it because I was the bass player trying to get a band. Right. And that the one thing when you're the bass player and you're the band dad, you're never going to find a singer uh. because you've got the rest of the band is a rhythm section that you've put together that's probably pretty good and everybody is going to be an asshole to you. Yeah, right. They want to take breaks all the time. We're like, dude, fuck off with that shit. All right. So back to, uh, as Jackie calls them, Thomas, Wait, Thomas G and Nikki sticks. <laughs> you're not going to even ask me about my band. Yeah. Cause we know <laughs> I did have a band. Okay. Go ahead, Jackie. Well, Oh, tell us all about it. <laughs> it wasn't good. <laughs> and it was a, a one night thing where we recorded some shit. And then it was like, I just want to come over here and get drunk. I don't need all this. Okay. Like, if you made it to recording, you made it 90% farther <laughs> than every other band. Yeah. I mean, we did recording and I was like, you know what? Was, this, is a, this is a lot of fucking work and I don't care. It's on a tape machine. I, I, anyway. I was in college and I was like, I'm done. And they were like, well, okay. That was it. Okay, cool. Um, We now come Nobody back to- Nobody slept with me or tried to have sex with me at a concert like in this no. movie. No. Uh. There, I never got to that stage, never performed anywhere. So, I mean, I really feel like maybe I should have done this. Maybe I could have seen like a, a whole new world of wieners. Like mm. in Aladdin, I could have been on a magic carpet ride and it would just been like wieners everywhere. But no, didn't happen for me. Did you guys have any boobs or yes. anything thrown your I way? I had, I had a carpet, magic carpet made of wieners, Jackie, on, in my band. Yeah. No, like no, that's how the, the cool ladies we like throwing themselves no. at you, like in this no. movie. No, no. Oh. Okay. Get your Can friends to come over. They're all dudes. Can we move on? That really <laughs> thinks you're awesome, and you're like, our, you must be retarded. Our complete lack of <laughs> talent and uh, cohesion as a musical <laughs> entity. Um. Okay, so they they get Mick via an ad, and they kick out their original guitarist, and then okay, that's pretty authentic. Um. And they find Vince doing covers. He's in a cover band. He's like a his cover band's kind of like a like a what's that guy disco uh, popular in the seventies? Uh, disco Stew. Yeah, disco might Rick. As well, yeah, might as well be Disco Disco Stew. He's their band is kind of fancy. It's not. Uh, he's playing pop dance music, not heavy metal. Yeah. And this is Tommy Lee's friend from high school. Right. Vince Neil is. And when we see this scene, like they're at some kind of like. Just a I'm going to say it looks like a fraternity or a sorority yeah. party. Sure. Yeah. This is and LA in 1981. Yeah. That's the ladies are crowding the stage because he's mm -hmm. got such a presence about him. Yeah. That's I, I don't. Okay. <laughs> That's I've all never real seen stuff, that. Like, I mean, okay. I don't know. I've dated Maybe. two musicians that were, you know, had concerts that I met up with, but I should I, uh, two I should famous musicians. You but you know, like I. To, oh my god! You I don't are, know. okay? I'm going to stop you right now. You're trying to make yourself sound like an authority on what is happening inside of this movie, and you are completely unqualified to talk about 
anything that happens in this movie. For Christmas, I'm getting you a subscription to VH1, and you can just learn all about this shit and be like, oh, it turns out I knew fucking nothing. <laughs> and that's when things fell apart. <laughs> that's when we almost <laughs> lost it all. Okay. No, all right. I, let's. Move. I'm gonna Jackie, say stop I, telling I, us stories because you aren't qualified to talk no, about them. I I'm not qualified to talk about them, and and I just I want to be cool so bad. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's just it's, never gonna happen. One thing you could be to cool <laughs> is to like let us get through this pile of shit movie that you've made us. Hey, watch. hey, okay. pile so, of shit movie. I've seen this it, thing four times. It gives, <laughs> it gives them a demo. <laughs> Uh, he gives Vince a demo tape and says our phone number's on it. If you like it, give us a call, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so he does. And uh, he comes in for a jam sesh in Tommy Lee's apartment, I'm guessing. And he brings this groupie that he just freaking met with her. And she starts being like Yoko Ono. And like, well, actually not even Yoko Ono after watching that fucking Let It Be thing that Peter Jackson did. But the reputation that Yoko Ono has is telling the Beatles what to do. That's well, who she's pretending to be. I have oh, questions then because she has a Porsche and her own apartment. So mm -hmm. she's got money, but she wants to rise higher. And she sees this yes. guy and she's like, this guy's oozing sex. Uh -huh. He can really sing. I'm going to latch on. And yes. she's going to be his like personal manager and blowjob lady. Uh huh. I think she wants to be well, the wife married to or, him, and or girlfriend of somebody famous. Okay. Like yeah, she's, she's got the money part, but she wants the notoriety and that's, the fame that, of being associated with somebody who is a groupie in the spotlight. That's no groupies don't have any fucking money. This lady's got money. She wants a she wants a puppeteer, a rock insane, star. Well, Jackie's describing her motivations, and those are the motivations of every groupie ever. Again, she's not qualified to talk about these things because it's like, yeah, that's a groupie. That's yeah. But this that lady wa is. wants to puppeteer a rock star. Yeah. Okay, that's still a groupie, Sam. Hi, All the groupies want that. They don't just want to be banged by rock stars. They are all looking to be their wives. That is what a groupie is by definition. She wants more than this. She like wants to be the person in charge of the fame. That's where all the groupies think that they're going to end up like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get here. That's what they all think that they're going to be. This is okay, just whenever. a groupie. This is just a groupie. She has a fucking portion in an apartment. Not yeah. your average groupie. A, not okay, yeah, fine. But her motivations she's got are the some same. Dough. Okay, who cares? The dough is irrelevant to me. Oh, so rich people can't be groupies. You guys are goddamn socialist elitists again. God damn it. <laughs> no, it's usually just the rich that... people are groupies to other richer people. Yeah, like and Wall and in this case, and... she's hanging her hat on somebody who is a right, maybe a rising star. That is what a groupie is. Okay, but we're moving on. Groupies she is usually a fucking groupie. don't have any money for drugs. No, they do. They, they do. Okay. They do. All right. God damn it. Uh, okay, so they start playing. Uh, she's bossing them around, but then they're like, oh, okay, let's let's drop this down a half step and uh, bring the tempo down a quarter time. And she's like, oh, my God. They have got it. it. <laughs> and the, the scene when they, like, focus in on her the one mm. thing i noticed was those are some really nice gold leaf looking earrings like okay she has some good taste all right fantastic so they do their first uh, show. thank you i'm yeah. glad that you acknowledged me and yeah. that you good didn't work. just throw me She's under the bus nice earrings wow we could go for <laughs> half hour on her fucking earrings who cares we should um, we should not skip over how much of a nutsack tommy lee is on screen here 
he's burning roaches rather than catching them and throwing them out and killing them in some other way. Mm-hmm. That's the most smelly way to kill a roach. That, that is doesn't, a very smelly That's just got to be awful. Yeah. And on carpet. Burning on carpet. carpet. Even if you're not killing a roach, burning carpet smells real bad. Yuck. Yuck. Uh, all right. So they do their first show. It's at this little shitty club, whatever. And uh, they get in a fight immediately because the guy's like, hey, you're a bunch of pussies. And they're like, yeah, we know, but let's go. Uh, so they beat up the, some of the people. And the rest of the people are like, that was awesome. And I'm like, you know what? If I saw that, no, nah, I probably wouldn't like it. No. Like, yeah, I got to get out of here. I'm leaving. <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with this. But it, it is a good way to make a... Uh, name for yourself on the Sunset Strip in 1982 or whenever this takes place. I do they really beat people up? The Motley Crews? Yeah. No, they do not. Vince Neil got his ass kicked by Nicolas Cage. Well, Nick Cage. That I mean, that's not. I feel has, like Nick Cage could kick a lot of people's ass. Has ten years on Vince Neil. But what? Tell it's this Nick story. Cage. Yeah, it's Nick Cage. Vince Neil was at a fucking hotel in Las Vegas. And he was drunk and being stupid. This is like just not that long. This is like 2016. And uh, being stupid. And so he starts pushing this lady around, like one of the wait staff or his girlfriend. I don't know. And he ends up smacking her in front of Nick Cage. And Nick Cage is like, oh, hell no. So he takes fucking Vince Neil outside and whips his ass. And the cops had to come. And they arrested Vince Neil because Nick was like, yeah, he's a real douchebag. They're like, well, of course he is, Mr. Cage. Well, uh, do you, is there anything else you need from us? <laughs> <laughs> you got any towels? <laughs> uh, we're the police. Oh. Do you know Check where I can the- unload this suitcase full of panda meat? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So uh, everybody else loves it. They uh, become a big deal. And we have one of our first of many montages of douchebaggery. Has how I'm labeling it. And anybody want to talk about the montage, the first montage of douchebaggery? Can I skip to Pete's Davis? There's a lot of tits in it. Yeah, there's lots of tits. Okay, lots of tits. Yeah, I can't describe those via. I mean, I, I wish I was T. S. Eliot and uh, could. Uh, I looked up pen to some see words together to describe the beauty of a booby, but you've seen one. I mean, go to the internet. That's what it looks like. The. Electra comes and signs them, and you get Pete Davidson. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Electra's been around since 1950, apparently. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, so he signs them, Pete Davidson, uh, whatever his character's name is. <laughs> and then uh, Mick tells, he uh, then tells us that the, while Pete Davidson is signing them, they bring in a manager, and and Mick Mars comes to the camera and says, "Hey, guess what? This whole movie is fucking lies." There was two of them. Because it took two people to wrangle Motley Crue, apparently. And uh, Doc McGee was only one of them. And Doc McGee talks about all the other bands that he managed. Uh-huh. He did that after he managed these guys. Because he was brought in and be like, well, you could handle the crew. So you uh-huh. need to clean up these guys' act. Okay. I mean. Well, we can't like dismiss the fact that when uh, Pete Davidson's character goes in to offer them a contract, they're sitting at a round table, what looks like to be a titty bar or something like that. And his pants get unzipped and he starts getting a blowy uh-huh. from underneath the table and he jumps up and there's a chick down there that's just making the rounds. Uh-huh. And okay. then uh, the other guy, I, I don't really understand. And, and I mean, maybe you guys have more information about this, but 
why they cut the second guy out. Cut the second guy out. The second manager. That's because, again, you guys are missing the part where Mick Mars looks into the camera and says, this whole movie is a bag of lies. We cut this out, the actual history, because it's boring. And so we put this bullshit scene in where David Lee Roth gets a mirror smashed over his head to make it fit in with everything else we're trying to fucking sell you. They come out and say the movie is bullshit. It is a lie. And right. I'm like, God damn it. I'm supposed to like this shit? No. It's fucking smoke and mirrors on David Lee Roth's head. No, nobody else cares about no, that. No, I thought thing. That, that if they're getting the main gist of it, it's probably fine. We made it up. Okay. Yeah, the squirter lady. I'm sure that's true. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Now, fuck all this shit. It's all fucking horse shit. All this crap is fucking horseshit. Even Ozzy says 90% of what you've heard about him is fucking phony. Well, and I heard that Ozzy said that him sniffing the ants with a straw was false. Yeah, it's it's all just... I'm sure he didn't lick pee off of the ground. Yeah, I think... Yeah, that like, was gross. Everybody loves to think... It, like some, Yeah, they all OD'd. Vince Neil fucking killed a guy. I mean... But they did trash the hell out of hotel rooms. Yeah, and right. Probably have all the, the STDs. Of, not to the level of the fucking who. Not to the level of fucking Zep. I mean, and even a lot of the stories about Zep are fucking false. Well, like the fucking snake and everything. Yeah, but the thing is, is that they didn't get to the level because they all lived. You just named what happens when you do it like they're saying they did it. One of them's not going to make it. One of them didn't make it, Sam, in both of the bands that I, I just mentioned. That's what I'm just saying, is that they didn't do it at that <laughs> level because these guys all live. Oh, are still alive. Yeah, right. Okay, I've got you. Right. Uh, except for Vince Neil. He died uh, last week of... Uh... No, he didn't die, but I'm, he probably did die. He, then, then they brought him back. S stuck a broom up his ass and said, Ah, that was... Oh, you're back on stale, Vince Neil. <laughs> he just waved a bag of in and out in front of his face and <laughs> woke right up. <laughs> okay, so they, they there's a bunch of things. They get big. They're doing stadium tours. We got more montages of them. Yeah. Fucking banging chicks and doing drugs and blah, 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 blah. even say blah, blah, blah in blah. this movie. Yes, Mick Mars does it a couple of times. He just looks mm -hmm. and goes blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's um, just all I blah, found blah, blah, blah. it marginally interesting that after all of the banging he did that Vince Neil fell for a mud wrestler, mm -hmm. which That's was true. confirmed on uh, the internet. She was a mud wrestler. Okay. All right. Did you see the footage? <laughs> Was it good? I just don't think that 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 doesn't do anything for me. I don't get mud wrestling. All either. of this thing, like they are in a unique situation where they go to a strip club, they take the strippers home. That's like a ninety nine percent thing that doesn't happen, right? Sure. Um, I have no interest in paying money to not have sex. It seems yeah, or to pay money for sex. I'm just like, oh no, it's dumb. Multi multiple times on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, let's instead come up with uh, a. Uh, ladies sporting challenge that would be sexy like mud wrestling supposedly is. And I'm going to go first and I'm going to say uh, naked beach volleyball. Anybody? Get beach volleyball is by... fucking hot enough as it is. Yeah, it's okay. fine. Yeah, but now nothing they're naked. Wrong with it. Now they're naked. <laughs> that seems dumb. <laughs> they're good at volleyball. They're, okay. I've already, they've already dressed down too much, I think. Yeah. Oh, ho, ho. You watch a college... Uh, 
uh, volleyball team. They're wearing tight pants, and it's, mm-hmm. it's hot enough as it is. Jackie, you like that uh, sort of thing. Jackie, sex up a sport like like to rival mud wrestling. Uh, fruit racing. Fruit racing. Yeah, so you start off with a cherry that you have to keep between your hoo-ha, and then you between get to the next your person. Hoo-ha. Yeah, well, yeah, like in, 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 in your, your lips, in okay, the in the right, lip right, area, right, right, and right. then you have to squeeze your lips out to the next uh-huh. runner, who then has to. Then you have to squeeze it's it into the bucket when you get there, right? Drop fruit, it in the bucket, and then the next valley. person has a little bit bigger fruit that they have to uh-huh. keep in their lips while they run. Okay, until you eventually get to a pineapple. That's awful. That's so gross. It's way worse than what I came up with, which is what you get the hot dog eating contest, because that's mm-hmm. apparently a sport, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. it is. Uh-huh. You just get women with giant breasts to hit them with their breasts while they're trying to eat the hot dogs. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'd watch that for like four minutes and then I get no, bored would. with it. You would, you would want to be a competitor. <laughs> that's the thing. Is no, I, I don't want to choke to death. Oh. <laughs> There's a hazard. That's very dangerous. <laughs> dangerous. Titty sport. Okay. All right. There you go. There you go. ASPN, the Ocho. Uh, we got some new shows for you right there. All right. So, um, uh, Tommy wants to get married because the other thing this movie tries to kind of hint at is that Tommy is a, he's a, a hopeless romantic perennially falling in love and, uh, getting too drunk or too high or too abusive. And then the lady runs away and then he falls in love with another one or whatever. Yeah. Uh, He's got such a big heart. mm -hmm. It's just a problem that his wiener does all of his thinking. Right, 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 right. And his fists. Um, so she's like, Hey, your mom's a fucking see you next Tuesday because she thinks I'm a groupie because I am. Uh, and, uh, I mean, see, the thing is, the movie even tells, like, she's doing the exact same thing as the other person doing. The movie says, you're a groupie. And Jackie's like, no, she wasn't a groupie. She wasn't Dude, she's a that. groupie. She doesn't she's have a groupie. A doesn't matter if she has money or not. They're groupies. Whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, I knew, I know of Sunset Boulevard groupies. I'm not going to name any names. They had money. And they still toured the field of dudes. Um, money is not a calculator. It's not that they're wanting Money, they've got money. They want something else. They want the, what the ladies have on the Instagram today. Fame as well. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. This lady is obviously low-class trash. Oh, yeah, she's total trash. I yeah. just, yeah, the portrayal here is that they're alleged, they're they're accusing Tommy Lee of really getting hooked hard by a real trashy one. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nikki Sticks. Six, Jackie, Six. for the love of God. Sorry. Uh, I love this movie. Get it right then. He's banging her in the scene before she, right. she gets introduced to the parents. Right, right. So That's she's. Mm. She's a trop. Yeah, she's yeah. a trop. Um, She's, hmm. Yeah, that's what groupies are, Jackie. They're, hmm. They're the yeah. lowest of low people. Um, so She's a dick inserter. She's she a, dick a dick ATM. Inserter. She is a, a dick ATM. Like, you know, you go put your card in the ATM and you get money out. Dick, well, you put your dick in her and out? you get to put your dick sperm out, out there. Her? That, that would be like a the guy who fills up the ATM with yeah, money. Yeah, whatever. The, she's, the, a, hmm. she's a bicycle. Everybody's got to ride. Okay, all right. So anyways, uh, she's like, your mom's see you next Tuesday. So he punches her in the fucking face. Hey, that's our hero. Wow. She stabbed these guys him with the pen first. She did stab him with the pen. <coughs> Uh, but, and then uh, she kept repeatedly trashing his mom after she stabbed him. Mm-hmm. I'm still not going to defend him, but you are the bus driver. No, here's the problem. 
here the bus driver did not stop and kick her off the bus driver did not like at one when he smacks her she collides into the bus driver the bus driver's like <laughs> like dude stop stop the bus somebody could die just stop let her out it's uh, fine God damn it, stupid bus driver, your license needs to be revoked. But, okay, so but you know, the history confirms that he that was more than one woman that he hit, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Tuesday, says the bus yeah. driver. Okay, so it's the mid-80s now. They're the biggest band in America, whatever. Uh, and, Are uh, they, though? No, not really. Did they, they're getting Did they, did they have as many hits as Daryl Hall and John Oates? No, they're getting No, they they're getting it. They're getting there. It's 1985. Oh, in 1988, Molly Crew was way bigger than anybody else had. Just That's one true. year, just one year. But so they're getting there. They're they're known. Everybody knows who Motley Crue is in 1985. Um, so Vince's wife is pregnant. Uh, they're throwing a party, <coughs> and this is the story we all all know. If you know anything about anything, uh, oh, we need more booze. Let's get in the car. Guitarist from Hanoi, si- Hanoi Rocks, and to- Vince Neil crashes his Corvette, and uh, what's his name from so, Hanoi Rocks dies. I'm gonna burn a question now. Why did they change this to a Corvette? No, it was a Corvette. No, it was a Di Tommaso Pontero, which is a very easy car to source a kid Wait, from. Wait, it totally was a Di Tommaso. The guy from Def Leppard crashed his Corvette. It was a Pantera. You're totally right. What the fuck? Why would they do that? Why because that's a car that? that you could actually source a kid on. Yeah. And make a really a... cheap version of it just for crashing. Yeah. No shit. Are uh, they referencing like the Def Leppard's like, hey, let's sling a little Def Leppard this yeah, way just right? for the movie's sake or something? But that was not a, uh, yeah, that was not a Corvette. It was a Pantera. Yeah, you're right. And so, what was that? He was in Hanoi Rocks, right? Correct. That immediately dissolved when that happened. Yes. Yeah, I don't know this guy who dies in the car. No, you do not. Um, can you name some songs that his band did? If we or? did, you oh, would not good know Lord. that. Oh, good Lord. I just spent how much talking I hate motley crew how the hell am i gonna know the band that opens for them songs uh hannah rocks is a total you you should actually check out okay Hannah rocks out Hannah rocks. uh so it, i'll just get to the thing right now that i was gonna say about all this shit about what motley crew is is they were want to be punks that's what they wanted to be they didn't want to be heavy metal guys they wanted to be punks before they were motley crew but they were so not counterculture, and which is the irony of punk, and we can get into that on a separate podcast. But they were so not anti-culture, county culture, and the words I'm looking for. Counterculture. They were not counterculture. They were counting culture. Accounting culture. punks, baby. That's what they were. They were accounting culture. They were just corny-ass white dudes that didn't want to burn the system down. They wanted to become the system and lead it. Uh, I think you're giving them too much credit. They wanted no, 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 no. hookers and blow, and they got it. That's the system. That is the goddamn system. That's not punk. That's just being a douche, which a lot of punk is also just being a douche. But anyway, so nobody liked them in the punk fucking scene, and so they were like, oh, let's put on makeup and be glammy. Uh, Hanoi Rocks was not that. Hanoi Rocks was like this, we are punk, but we also like fucking thrashing, so we're going to do both of it. And their music is actually okay. All right. I, I think you should check them out. You probably won't like it. It's not going to be like, oh, my God, Hanoi Rocks is my new band. But like, oh, okay. I see you. I see you, Hanoi Rocks. Okay. Like kind of Twisted Sistery, but not silly. Not a cartoon of that. 
but like, you know, I mean, I don't hate Twisted Sister. I like a lot of their songs. I just respect the living shit out of them as for right. what they did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But Hanoi Rocks never got. I mean, there was the formula for them was never going to be there. They're more punk than they were. Ooh, we're pretty boys. You know, so they're a little weird, kind of right. Yeah, a little kooky, a little kooky. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so he the, he dies. Blah blah blah. Uh, Tommy meets Heather Locklear. Blah blah blah. Um, Nikki's pumping H. Blah blah blah. Yeah, that's, he, that's my three. Like notes. pumping so much H, he's running. He he runs out of veins. Yeah. Right. Blah blah blah. But we are. I mean, you, you already know all that shit. I mean, like again. So whatever. Uh, uh, their new album sucks. Uh, this yeah, one was are we gonna, did we yeah. go over him dying? Or are we no, there we yet? haven't got there yet. Okay. He OD'd yet. and that... We haven't got uh, there yet! Josh we haven't Josh. got there! So, the new album comes out. It sucks. It's the one with Home Sweet Home on it. I can't remember what that one's called. It's got... Theater some, of Pain. Theater of Pain, thank you. Um, it stinks. Um, but it used to originally be called Theater of Entertainment because... Entertainment of Death, Jackie. Four what? times have you seen this movie? Entertainment of Death. Yes, because the <laughs> band manager gets it tattooed on his arm, and then they're like, oh, we changed it. And he's like, fuck. Uh, so then, speaking, same guy, he calls up Nikki's mom, and is like, hey, come down for the show. It's Christmas time. These guys used to be called Christmas. Uh, eh, it'll work. And it doesn't. <laughs> so uh, he uh, it goes poorly. He smacks... Uh, throws a bottle down in her face and never sees her again. And uh, then he does so much H that he uh, dies twice. That didn't come out in the movie. He died twice, twice in one day. Yeah. I did like this scene, though, because the, the uh, paramedics like, this is Nikki fucking six. This is not I, happening on my watch. That, that's the guy I want to resuscitate me when I uh, have an OD. Because that guy was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So Hell he gives no. him a second shot of adrenaline. And then when Nikki Six wakes up, he's like, yo! <laughs> and he's like, ow, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Bam, motherfucker! <laughs> it almost kind of had like a feel of, ta-da, magic yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> to digitation. <laughs> Vincent Vega's like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. So, yeah, that did that did happen, except for he died twice. Uh, it was within 10 minutes, but they brought him back both times. Um, so then he goes right back to doing more age. Uh, but finally, they all go to rehab, the whole band. They clean themselves up. They record Dr. Feelgood, the one that Jackie's got in her hand. Uh Probably their best album for people that know or like. Like, I mean, it's the most their most popular, right? It's the only one that they had that topped the charts, and it's one only yeah. one. It's one of a few of this eras that actually topped charts, right? I don't think "Kickstart My Heart" is the worst song on the planet. I don't I hate it. Fucking hate that album. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't like the album. I think "Doctor Feelgood" sucks. Yeah, uh, but uh, I like that song. It's kind of fun. Like, if you were to play Kickstart Your Heart at the opening of a sporting event, I'd probably get kind of a little pumped, you know? I don't like it. Okay. You wouldn't get pumped think, a little bit? No, I think you go with uh, Rock Me Like a Hurricane in any situation where that might work. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. That was the same uh, year that uh, 
Feed My Frankenstein came out, and Feed My Frankenstein was my shit. <laughs> really? I thought that song sucked, too. That song, no, in post, like, now I'm a very adult man, Feed My Frankenstein blows ass. <laughs> but, man, I loved it in 1988. I ain't evil. I'm just good looking. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> okay. All right, so 1991 comes. The grunge thing's happening. Uh... They're not doing good. They all hate each other, which I'm sure is stress-related because their uh, albums are tanking. Nobody fucking cares anymore, except for people that still listen to Bon Jovi because fucking Bon Jovi had the stupid record that year, and it's like, God damn, dude. It's like the shittiest Bon Jovi record. It's like the whole scene mm-hmm. was just offended by the natural cycle of things. Right, they were so right. stupid that... They thought it was going to last forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were on a short cycle because they sucked. Right. And it happened to every scene, right? It's like it's like Donna Summer punching out a guy because she's mad at herself because she wasn't like because Disco's dead and it's her fault. It's not her fault. She was good. She was real good. Uh, but like imagine Donna Summer acting like these assholes. Yeah, no. And then they're like, oh, they ruined it for us. No, they didn't. They made music that was way better than what you were making. Yeah, and what's his name from Def Leppard's like, oh, no, we were making good music at that time, too. No, you were never. You were never. I, I, I'll say this. I hate Def Leppard more than I hate Poison Sam. I still, I struggle with this era so much that I can't even tell. What's a Poison song? Um, Smoking in the Boys Room? No, that's, no. These, that's guys. these guys. They did that in um, this movie. Uh, Every Rose November has a Rain. That's, that's not Poison. Are you kidding me? And that's an amazing song. Poison. Poison. Uh, Every rose has a thorn. Is I don't like that no. at all. No, I, that song sucks. But again, is it? It's probably better than anything that Leopard did. Uh, Leopard blows, and people still th- I, right now. I'm getting hate mail. For yeah, people love these guys, and that's what I don't. Other thing I don't get about this whole scene is that their ravenous fans stayed with them, and they're still mm-hmm. pissy about grunge. I'm like, they're still pissy about your, grunge. Your fans still love you. What the fuck, you? Nitty spoiled assholes. Yeah. Okay, so the top poison songs that come up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Every rose has its thorn. Right. Something to believe in. Unskinny yeah. oh. bop. Talk dirty Unskinny to me. Unskinny bop. Unskinny bop. Oh, gross. <laughs> Unskinny bop, bop, bop. That oh. song sucks. That song sucks. Oh, 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 oh wow. <laughs> Unskinny bop. Like, uh, fuck off. Jesus Christ. That's the one I was, was thinking of smoking in the boys' room because they're just so, so bad. I like Winger more than I like this. You like Winger? Totally. <laughs> and Winger, Winger has right? a song about the underage sex. The rapey song is better yeah. than that. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Cherry Pie is also about a teenage girl. So uh, I think. They're both gross. Yeah. Okay, so uh, they're they're all pissy, and Vince is like, I've had enough. I'm out. And the rest of the band's like, you know what? We've lived a really good life. Um, we we should take our victories and invest in some real estate and just raise our families. And so that's what they do, and the movie ends on a very delightful note. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, he quits. And they're like, Ooh, fuck you. <laughs> and then they do the worst thing. I didn't even know about this until... Uh today because i looked it up so they redo a re-self-titled motley crew album and try to right. 
rebrand as and and go into the grunge scene, uh-huh, and it's like do. just fucking take what you have and go. Yeah. Wow, our fans love it. Really, you're gonna yeah. crap out and try to assimilate to something you can't fucking do? Right. Ugh. Yeah, and I'm. I was you, gonna it, try to listen to that album. You should listen to Generation Swine instead. I've 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 heard every note that I need to hear from that ever Which again. The yeah, first because one. he got it from it the BGT or whatever BG. No, he had record of decadence, thing. Jackie. I got fucking free tickets to Kiss and. Uh, <gasps> What uh, the generation swine? Because but when I was at BSU yeah. Radio or whatever, um, every once in a while there'd be tickets, and that's how well that went. Was that it was really hard if it wasn't if it was a band that anybody had heard of, you weren't going to get the tickets, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted the generation swine kiss tour nope. thing, and no. so I went, and I kind of feel bad for not staying for kiss or whatever, but like I. It was when you could go have readmittance into a venue before that quit being a thing. I left. I went outside during the Motley Crue show. And then I went back in when I thought Kiss was going to play. They showed up. No makeup. No nothing. And Mm. I can't remember what they led with. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going home. Yep. That sounds about right. I only went to Motley Crue once. And it was in 2002, I want to say. That's the show. Right. Oh, then the, the, no, Kiss wasn't there. I can't remember who opened. Maybe it uh, wasn't with Kiss. Maybe it was yeah. with somebody else. I think I left a Kiss concert too, though. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyways, so uh, they they get John Karabi, and that guy got shit on. It's not his fault. Uh, it's it's the same way with the uh, the guy from uh, Van Halen after Sammy Hagar. Not your fault. It's the other guy's fault. This album sucks so bad. You aren't good. Don't think I'm complimenting you, but it's not your fault. It's the other guy's fault. Well, and they also show in this movie, like, during that time when Vince has been kicked out, essentially, mm-hmm. or he quits, whatever, right. that his daughter gets diagnosed with a tumor in her stomach, and eventually she dies. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that did happen, and it fucking sucks ass, and I feel terrible for that man. I'm yeah, surprised and- he's he didn't, like, if you're going to do what you did and get real close to dying... Uh, how did you survive not killing yourself then, Vince? I mean, that's that I will give him respect for yeah. what he did with his daughter, period. And I kind of wonder if it wasn't like the nautical themed bar that he kept going to, that the bartender was there and was that's just Joe's crap shack, to him. Jackie. That's just they um, got uh, delicious crap. That that wasn't some kind of comfort because, you know, at that point, his wife had left crab. him. <laughs> crab Crabs, is great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he had the crabs. They were talking to him at night. It was really helpful. Um, but, you know, when the band comes back together to and they find him there and he cries, it's just fucking heartbreaking. It's just. What movie did you watch? <sighs> the Dirt. Yeah. OK. Um, I was, but uh... I, I mean, I, I felt like, yeah, this guy fucking lost his band you know he left he didn't lose it he left he left his band which was his family essentially because they do do the um (sighs) tour date thing right where they show all the tour dates family he had a literal family yeah part of it died yeah that's the thing is that this is nikki six's closest thing to a family these Not other guys, and then maybe Mick Mars, but Mick is just like, uh, this is a fun ride. <laughs> yep. Yes. I get to play guitar. Yeah. I'm alive still. 
This is like, I actually had a family. Tommy Lee's like, I've had 30 of them. Uh, that's not what Vince is going through at all right here, Jackie. Well, and I think that they try to, um, to show that they are more than just a band because they do do that tour date thing where they show them from like February through October or November Mm -hmm. where they're just back to back dates and they're not at home. And that's when Tommy Lee loses Heather, Heather Lockler Mm -hmm. as his wife, right? Because he's just not there. No, because he had sex with many, many other women. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they also show that where she's like, you stepped out on me with a porn star. But a lot of them. After that long tour date, though, that they showed, that's when the wife leaves Vince and Uh then the daughter gets cancer. I don't know. It's all fucking sad right here. This whole little part of the movie is just shitty. Yep. That's when they almost lost it all, actually. They almost lost it all the whole time. Uh, Yeah. So they get back together. Uh, Mick gets a new hip. And you know the rest of the story. They play together for the next 20 years. doing And apparently got shows. nominated for a Grammy in yeah, there. Yeah, and got named for a Grammy. That's just wild to me. I was um, going to, yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah. I was going to listen to the the grunge album, and I was going to listen to that one before we mm-hmm. did this, and I just, I got the Spotify open, and I just couldn't click the button. <laughs> yeah, and they, uh, they also skip over the whole Pamela Lee thing, even though that, like, she, so Vince's daughter dies in the mid-90s. Tommy and Pam were together, like, 90 on so half of this movie he's married to pamela lee and she's not even fucking in it yeah but he's saying that heather locklear was the one who got away right so maybe that is is saying that's what he's saying right so i mean maybe what he's trying to say is that pamela was not the end-all be-all for me no, but even though he stayed married to her for longer yeah. than he was ever with anyone for any given he time. He was only married to Heather Locklear for like six months, Jax. Oh, like, really? Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't a long term thing. It was hmm. he and then I think he married somebody else in between her and Pam Ann, and then he married like five other ladies after Pam. But yeah, it's all fucking bullshit. This movie is fucking bullshit. It it is selling and you are subscribing to it, Jackie. You are subscribing to this man boy fantasy. That, oh, these guys are just fucking misunderstood. No, they were assholes. They were assholes when they were kids. They were assholes when they were adults. They were entitled bastards who thought that the world belonged to them. And if things didn't go right for them, it was everybody else's fault, not theirs. They're bad people. Uh, I'm not under any delusion. I... What like, you just oh, said so is exactly how I feel. Right, because but, his family like, when left that was him. No, he really the fucking band sad he's when an he... asshole. No, it was really fucking sad when his daughter died. Yeah, That's yeah. just shit. It's really sad. Yeah. But all the other stuff? But the other shit, Assholes. yeah. I mean, like, no, these guys were fucking everything that moved, drinking and snorting and, and, and doing fuck, whatever. Look, again, all of that is get fine. It. All of that is fine. Fucking everything you can fucking see is fine. Both if you're a man or a woman. I don't care about that. Doing all the drugs, don't care about that. Beating people with your hands because you're mad at yourself, not because they're attacking you or whatever, is a line for me. And killing a guy irresponsibly. Vince Neil only went to jail for 19 days. Vince Neil should have not come out of jail. Period. He killed that guy. 
fuck these four. Fuck all four of them. Except for Mick. He's kind of okay. Again, yeah. He's just but also did some bad guitar. things. He also did some bad things. Uh, and that's my recommendation on this movie. No, screw these right. guys. Screw them for life. We Absolutely didn't mention not. the most interesting thing about this. Um, Something else I didn't know. They... Nikki got the rights to the music from Electra. Uh-huh. How? Are we done? Is this is everybody done with this? Yeah, we're done. We're okay. Done. So I'm this is my first question. How did Electra owe them any money at all right. with what yeah. they were doing and spending? Yeah. Right. If this was the case, how is that mm-hmm. possible? And two, how is it as a sum large enough that they would do that? That they would go, you know, here's the rights, we'll keep what we owe you. How did that happen? That well, never happens. It does. Uh, and it, and you got to go. You got to put yourself back in time. Let's go into the way back machine. And uh, the t- at the time where they got the rights back, their stock is in the toilet, right? Yeah. Uh, nobody wants to listen to them. You've got uh, uh, Tommy's in uh, Methods of Mayhem. It sucks. <sighs> um, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, I said it. I said that. Oh, um, and at that point in time, Napster is the thing. Oh, fucking yeah. Lars Ulrich is losing his fucking shit because all oh, the rights to my music. And so Spectra, <coughs> because these guys were touring still decently, they're still pulling not stadiums filled with topless ladies anymore, but they're pulling, you know, you throw a Motley Crue concert uh, in 2002, 2003 15, when they 000. got back together. 50,000. That's a good that's a good haul. That's a good day. Um but their catalogs were shit cuz nobody's buying their fucking records because records aren't even a goddamn thing anymore. So sell it. They're so, yeah, touring they well. Just cut their losses. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, good history. Yeah. Nice yeah. answer. Hey, I'm a shit. Sometimes. Okay. Uh Jackie, you got any questions? So they end the movie with going through. They played for the next twenty years together, and their fi- their farewell farewell tour was mm-hmm. twenty fifteen. Right. So why leave off all the Pamela Anderson shit? And why leave off in two thousand thirteen when they went on stage for the MTV Music Awards and lip synced half of it, and then cut out their audio, and all of them walked off stage halfway through the goddamn show. The MTV Music Awards. I'm not saying that like that's the prestige of people and like it's not the Kennedy Center honors, right? But you should probably play that show There's, all the way, guys. Yeah, that's why what I don't they get. Do, is why it, did they not do all the stuff that would make them look so goddamn worth terrible? Yeah, I mean that's where you're like, well, what about the Pamela Anderson? Oh, let's show that part where they did a sex uh-huh. tape and he beat the shit out of her. And he beat the shit out of her. Yeah, it's a man boy fantasy. That's what my biggest problem with this movie is is that it's not reality, and they tell us that, but it's still not acceptable because these guys were really bad people and not good musicians. They weren't professionals at any point in time. They were man-boys, and this is a man-boy fantasy. I guarantee you Donald Trump Jr. loves this fucking movie because that's what he thinks life should fucking be. I'm a man. I take what I want. I Fuck off with this shit. Yeah, I just really didn't understand why they ended it where they did. And it was like... Because you want to have redemption, Jack. Are you guys you just have fucking shitheads from this point forward the so bad that... Also, it's based on a book that was written in 2008. By, with uh, their help. Okay. With their help. Okay. As well. 
So there's a lot of bias in it. You and a movie has to have some sort of character arc, a journey that they go on. Yeah. And these guys never went on a fucking journey. They almost died. Vince Neil was still doing H in fucking 2012, I think. Um, as late as that. So they didn't learn their fucking lesson. Um, no, they suck. They suck. They always suck. They're bad people, and we shouldn't be fucking romanticizing Sunset Boulevard. That, that's the other thing. Is like the the Sunset Boulevard rockers of this time are now being like the cowboys of America. That oh, ugh, those guys stuck to their guns and L.A. guns and Guns and Roses. I mean, it's all just fucking fantasy for man boys. It was all bullshit and rape a plenty. God damn it. Okay, I'm dime off my soapbox until I okay. the do's and don'ts, and I'm gonna say just go ahead and don't. <laughs> okay, 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 so we're there. That's so, Jackie's pick, so I'm next. No, Jackie's still I, got more questions, apparently. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I do. Um so I I guess I don't understand like why make this movie or why write the book? Mm-hmm. If you admit in the movie, at least, because I haven't read the book, um, if you admit in the movie within the first, like, 20, 30 minutes that this is all bullshit, like, no, why so, do it? Because I don't think that this really follows the book all that closely. Mm-hmm. It was a 10-year development hell, and then you get your dream team to make this movie, right, that would glamorize what there is to glamorize in the book and make it a, what's allegedly a fun, debaucherous romp. That's how this gets made. Does it follow the tale? I don't know. I'm not, I don't care enough to read it. Like, I just don't care about these guys. So I'm not, right. but I'm just going to assume that the movie does that because it's winking and saying, I'm, we're deviating from the source material. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as and that's when we get to the do's and don'ts, I'll kind of speak my mind on that. Okay. Cause like, I, I kind of understand that because the book about Linda Lovelace mm-hmm. that I read and uh, the only reason I read it was because I saw the, uh, like documentary kind of film thing about it and it doesn't follow the book at all. And so Mm -hmm. you get all these, uh, facts, right. That are just too vivid for TV. And you're kind of like, do you want to get the book at this point? And my answer is going to be no, because these guys are just misogynistic pigs Yep, and they're disgusting. And, Everything that is wrong with this decade or with these 20 years, like from no, the wait, 80s uh, uh, to 2010. If you think, if you think these people men. aren't being created right now, Jackie, this is not 80s relevant. That's what people, oh, that's just the time it was. Bullshit. These people have existed and continue to exist. And until everybody starts calling them out as assholes, instead of celebrating, oh, the 80s, what a fucking debaucherous, blah, blah, blah. The decade of decadence and fucking blah, blah, blah. No, it was assholes. These guys were assholes. Shitheads. 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 Until we start calling them what they actually are, they're going to continue to be made because they're celebrated in this fucking country and rewarded instead of punished. No, I mean, I I can respect the cultural, uh, or maybe just it was the time, and I'm I'm grateful for people that are actually honest about it was the time. I don't feel that way now. Uh, I did things because that was what it was at the time. Nope. Um, wrong is wrong. Wrong is wrong. But it's it's not wrong. 
it was to the beat time. Beat a lady is fine in the eighties. It no, Horse it was shit. the time, and that's what people believed and thought, and they went with that. But they then they grow lady. as people, and then they become different people no, with more enlightenment. I can forgive that. Nope. Right, Vikings right. pillaging and raping and stealing people and murdering. Oh, hey, uh, bringing slaves over. That was just the time. That's just what we did. No, wrong yeah, is wrong, Jackie, and time is irrelevant to that. If you did that. You're taking you a completely know, indefensible position. Yeah. <laughs> you're taking a completely indefensible position. Yep. You will I never be able to defend it. Sorry. If if you do it and you know it's wrong, you're going to keep wrong. trying? I, I'm going to fucking shut better. up now because, you know, quite honestly, you guys are both right. And, you know, just. when it's wrong, it's wrong, even if it was the time. Hey, where'd Jackie um, go? I, I don't see her on screen anymore. She must have dug herself too deep. Yeah, I'm pretty much got my head up my ass right now. I am so fucking embarrassed. I, no, but I, just, I, I, honey, I understand what you're saying. And that is how people treat it. They say, oh, that was just the time. No, no, it wasn't. That is a fantasy, a, a romanticized version of what you had the time being. Uh, oh, again, with the, with the Cowboys uh, and the Old West, we fucking romanticized that shit. And all of it was just fucking straight out murder. Everybody yeah, was getting was murdered and raped. It didn't happen. And yeah, that. I, I'm not saying that it <laughs> that it's right or that I, I'm not supporting any of it, but... <laughs> You know, it's like, ah, oh, that kid is a pit pocket. Like, in what is that movie or what is that series we're watching? 1823? 1883, yeah. Yeah. Uh, with Tim McGraw and Faith Hill and my favorite Sam Elliott, uh, where he gets pit pocketed and he just shoots like this nine year old in the yeah, street. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not good. Not good. Um, okay, let's move on to Sam. I want to get to you first on streaming news and dose because we might be saying the exact same thing. We are going to say completely different things, and I'm going to start okay. with you fucking hate these guys, and I just don't give two shits about them. Okay. Just don't care about Motley Crue. Mm -hmm. I can personally assume that there is a large deviation from the source material because that wouldn't be a movie that people would like because it's fucking awful shit that they were doing. I think that the deviation from the source material, if I'm assuming correctly, was made so they could actually make a movie that was entertaining and that they tried as hard as they could, and I think they did. It's just fucking stupid nonsense. I think 36 is a little low on the Rotten Tomatoes, and I enjoyed watching it. I will never watch it again, but if you haven't seen it, I think... I Actually, if you haven't seen it and you don't mind at least 23 minutes of titties Copious spread across the whole thing. Um, yeah, go ahead and watch it. It's fine. <laughs> um, but it's not what happened. It's no. not what happened. No. And yeah, they're douches. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, I just don't care about these guys. As a movie, um, I didn't regret watching it. And there was some funny stuff that happened here and there. It was, it was fine. It was fine for a Netflix original. Okay. Uh, I am going to actually, I, I don't know what I'm doing as far as your opinion. I might be agreeing. I might be disagreeing. But either way, I do care greatly about Motley Crue, Sam. I hate them. I have intense feelings about Motley Crue. I despise them as people, which is the problem I have with this movie is I feel absolutely nothing for these characters. At no point could I be given a shit about what was happening on screen because the tale isn't about the characters. It's about the events that are surrounding the characters that all oh, the most of us are tits and, and drugs and whoa, look at this, but nothing is actually div d uh, divulged about the characters themselves. And they are characters. This is a cartoon 
of this decade and this band. It's a character. So it, they these are characters and nothing is divulged about what their feelings are, what they're actually caring about. Uh, it's just, oh, here we are doing shenanigans again. So I felt nothing the entire time. I was bored as shit by this movie because it's not a fucking movie. Even though it is a movie. It's not a, bio, it's not a documentary or biography. It's a fucking fictionized thing of what was happening. And they broke down all the uh, conventions of storytelling and I cared nothing and I was bored. And I say don't. Unless you like copious amounts of tits, which That's, then it's copious. a do. So I the guess way, it's a do. <laughs> the only way you get tits, more tits than this is if you just watch porn. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, and you might learn something. I don't know. There is some truth here, um, yeah. but uh, not not very much. Not enough Jack- to care about. Yeah, not enough to care about. He hates him and he didn't care. Oh, I God, couldn't Lord. be bothered to care, and I don't care still. All right, so that brings us to Jackie. Jackie, well, do like, or don't. You've seen it four like times. I, Just want yeah. to remind you, you've seen it four times. I have seen this movie four times. You are absolutely right, and that's what I was going to lead with. Um. I didn't know anything about Motley Crue the first time I watched this. And then mm. I-, I was kind of drunk when I watched it the first time. <laughs> and sure. so I was like, well, I'll watch it again when I'm semi drunk. Okay. And then it was like, I'm starting to drink. I'll watch it again. <laughs> and then I watched it with you. So, um, y- you know, I just. I guess my thought is that all four of these guys are fucksticks. They're terrible mm-hmm. human beings. And I don't think that this movie scratches the surface of what these assholes actually did during the time that they were at the height of their fame. Sure. And I just think that they're all four fucking trashy dudes that made it big on a whim and... Whatever. I mean, uh, I can't say. I, I'm i a fucking nobody. You have to say. You have to say do or do not. <laughs> but <laughs> I will knowing say. Knowing that you've seen it four times. Right. Yeah, I will say that I'm going to give it a do. Mm-hmm. I That's... I enjoyed it. It was entertaining to me to see the shenanigans that they could remember or that they were willing to talk about. Or that they made up. Or yeah. that they had. Because there was news of fires and all sorts of debauchery right that they candy coated for the most part i'm saying if that's the kind of stuff that was going on it got pretty candy coated in this and also a lot of and zep had this as well i'm not i'm not just saying that this happened to these guys uh the telephone game happened a lot with shenanigans and hotel rooms and all of rock stories and so again <laughs> the press comes to the band and says did you do that and the band is like Holy shit, we never even thought about doing that. Of course we did that. Or are they, you know, something cheeky like, well, we'll never tell because that's who we are. And then they go on to sell more records because Rolling Stones talks about how they inserted snakes into vaginas. So maybe it's what? lies. Jackie doesn't know about the snake. Uh, maybe it's lies. Maybe it's uh, hearsay. But either way, like, and also what they could remember or not, it, it could or could not be true is what we're getting at. Yeah, so I'm I'm still gonna give it a do. Okay, I had yeah. a good time. Okay, I could see yeah, a lot of people having a good time. I yeah. just uh, the, the movie just didn't do anything for me. I was bored. 
Yeah. Um, I go watch. Seriously, go watch behind the VH1 behind the music. Uh, it's it's forty five minutes. Save you a ton of time. You're gonna learn all the same shit. A lot less tits though. Lot less tits. <laughs> VH1 on Pornhub. Uh, next week on the show, uh, it's my pick. We're back to being my pick. And we're going to just do what I said earlier and circle back to uh, American Ninjas 4. Everybody loves them. So that's my movie. Any final thoughts, guys? Nope. Great. Jax. Girls, girls, girls. <laughs> Every lady in the department store. <laughs> girls, girls. Oh man, that's where you want to pick up chicks is the department store because they're all <laughs> I don't even know if those are the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> no, that works good. Oh, I like I like it. All right, get to the chopper.